This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. We're into the last dash to the finish line now and it is time for the panel. Proudly sponsored by Melray Electric, putting the spark back into Canterbury Rugby. On the back of an epic bledders load during the week, we've got some rugby brains on this week to thrash it all out. Our man on the ground at Canterbury Rugby, George Berry, is joined by our rugby expert, Brendan Laney. Good morning, gentlemen. Great to have you both with us. A midweek Bledisloe sold-out stadium in Australia, last-minute finish. How good was that, George? Oh, it's fantastic, wasn't it? But, uh, you know, I must admit, uh, Frank, you actually nodded off for a little bit between <laughs> when we were up 31-13 because I thought, oh, yeah, no, we're all good here. And then I woke up again to some screaming from Tony Johnson, uh, and it was all on, wasn't it? It was, uh, yeah, it was a heck of a finish. Absolutely. What a game. Yeah, well, I think, I mean, you probably timed it well. I know a few people who got down to the last 90 seconds. We were down and they actually turned it off. They thought, I'm not, I'm not here to see the Aussies oh, no. celebrating. I'm not going to watch this. So they absolutely missed out. But was it a step forward for the All Blacks, Brendan? Is this a, is this a step in the right direction? Well, yeah, I can't believe you nodded off, George. Holy moly. But, um, <laughs> yeah, just, uh, yeah, fantastic effort, really. Um, I, I think people are going to take a wee step back and just realise that this this rugby championship is um, extremely close. Um, no one's just going to wander up and, and beat anyone by by heaps of points. Um, and this... Uh, this um, this bloody uh, Australian side were always going to be tough to beat at home, and uh, they proved exactly that. Um, you know, OK, we can say that the, the All Blacks aren't playing their best at the moment, but, gee whiz, um, what a test match. And, and it just shows you that um, you have to be on your game for 80 minutes because um, we were for a while, but we just uh, we took the foot off the, the break a bit. I thought we made a couple of defensive errors, and, and the Aussies got back in the match, and... And then, unfortunately, we had a refereed decision that sort of uh, decided at the, at the end. But you were probably asleep, George. You might have missed it, but did you? I was awake by, I was awake by then, Buffett. I was awake by then. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, look, it wasn't the perfect last 20, and I, I guess that's something that we've got. We've become pretty used to as All Blacks fans. We're used to seeing uh, a pretty well-oiled machine that we know the teams get tired and fatigue a bit. That last 20, we're just able to put the foot down and, and cruise our way almost at times to victory. But whilst it wasn't perfect, is it actually uh, that's a, it's probably a good sign, isn't it, George, that, that yes, there was a little bit of luck there, but finding ways to win, even when it's not going perfectly, it's, it's good signs. Oh, that, that part's extremely important. I guess what it does show as well, though, is the influence of a lot of kind of Kiwi expertise right around. You, know, you think about Dave Rennie and what he's done with that Wallabies team. That Wallabies team is way better than it was 
you know, five, six, seven years ago. Uh, and full credit, you know, there's a lot of chat around that Wallabies team that, uh, about the loose Ford trio. You know, Pete Samu spent a heck of a lot of time playing over here for Tasman and for the Crusaders, and he's taken a lot of that knowledge and sort of hard-nosed approach to himself back to Australia, and, and that rubs off on everyone else around him. And then here, I reckon it's a big showing at the moment just how much depth we kind of don't have. You know, for a long time, we had sort of 30 guys you could put out on the field and the bench really made an impact. You know, you got on top of a team after 50, 60 minutes, you brought on the bench, and then all of a sudden there was a big lift in intensity, and the game you could take the game away from the opposition. At the moment, we just don't have that. We don't have, you know, we've got kind of 17 or 18 really first-choice kind of guys, but we just don't have the rest of it that can really crank it up and change the game, and I reckon that's a, a little piece that's missing for us at the moment. You think about Anton Leonard-Brown and Jack Goodhue and, and maybe a Blackadder or, or you know, hopefully at some stage it'll be a Cullen Grace and those sorts of guys that can, can help really change the game for the All Blacks. But mentally, I think that was a big shift for uh, those guys that were out on the park the other day, you know, especially a guy like Brody Retallick can come on and just help keep things going. There's a couple of young props that are coming out, you know, just really trying to shift the game. And, and if they can get a win and get a couple of wins, well, that'll, that'll serve New Zealand rugby um, all the well going into the future, that's for sure. Yeah, well, winning—it's a habit as well. You you actually have to you have to learn how to win those close ones, and once you do, you have that confidence that you can you can actually keep doing it, and that that you're going to win the close ones. But you mentioned a little earlier, defence, Brendan. What what is going on with this with this All Black side? Yeah, well, I, look, I totally agree with you. It was the old um, winning's a habit, isn't it? Frankie, you did right. Um, look, I I was sitting with a with a good friend watching the game and. He was an outside back as well, and and I just look. I, you can't blame the individual player in particular. Like Caleb Ralph had a very good game, but um, I just thought there was a couple of times he rushed up out of defence, and um, that's a golden rule as a winger. You just you just don't do that um, unless you're one hundred percent sure you can make the tackle. Um, and the twice that he did it, or the two times he did it, um, they scored twice, and they got Aussie back in the match. Um, one time, okay, I'll give him his due. He possibly fell a wee bit alone, and he made a decision. But those decisions and test matches are going to be bang on. Otherwise, you get found out. Um, you know, maybe in, in lower grade um, rugby, you, know, um, you, you you can cover that up. But in test match rugby, you just it's just ruthless. You just don't. And um, I thought two of those decisions were were made and um, and didn't come off. And and and, and you know, it, it's got to come down to a defensive pattern. And if uh, and if they're playing a certain defensive pattern, then yeah, I've got to, I've probably got to sit back and I'll, I'll, I'm a 49-year-old man sitting on the on the couch watching. But you know, like I just thought there was two defensive laps that um, or decisions that were made that were made and they were poor, and it, and and it was 14 points, and and it got Aussie back in the match. Yeah, it did. It was a big, that, big swing. That's, that's the difference. Sorry to interrupt. That's the difference, uh, Buff, isn't it? Like not having uh, Anton Leonard-Brown or a Jack, especially a Jack Goodhue or someone like that. You know, go back a few years, a Conrad Smith, someone that <coughs> really controls that defensive back line. That, that's what's missing in the ABs at the moment. Oh, I agree. I totally agree. And and it's, um, you know, no disrespect to, to Awani either. He's still learning his trade at centre. He's got a lot to learn. I, I personally think he's a winger myself, um, and probably one of the best best around when he's when he's on form. And he's been put in at centre, and we're trying to make him a centre at test level, and and it just doesn't work. Now, I understand that you got likes of Anton, who's probably 
um, one of your first picks um, uh, who are out, so I get that. Um, but uh, I just think that um, you know, there's a few tweaks in that back line that hopefully we might see this weekend, guys, and, and we see just purely through injury, really bad luck and a real dog act by mm-hmm. one of their locks on um, Tupaya, um, that we might see a couple of tweaks this weekend. Do we see Roger Tuivasa-Sheck? Do we see um, Barrett move into 12? Um, do, uh, hopefully we... Uh, this is going to sound a bit bad, but hopefully we do. And we see Jordy, um, uh, Will Jordan back in fullback because he's our best fullback in New Zealand. Um, so it's going to be interesting what they do with that uh, back line this weekend. So, yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what they actually do, who they do pick. Yeah, absolutely. George, you you got any thoughts on what you'd like to see? Are we definitely in the Will Jordan's got to have 15 on his back? And, and what is that midfield looking like? Well, yeah, absolutely. I think that's a good thing. Yeah, Will Jordan is uh, it's one of the best on the park and you only give him half a park to play on, uh, jamming him on the wing. So, uh, yeah, absolutely, I'd have him at fullback. And, yeah, the interesting one, yeah, where does Braden Enor fit in? Can he slide into that back line and at centre? But I guess the other question for him is he hasn't played a lot of rugby for a while. Um, you know, he came home from South Africa the other week and said, no, I haven't played rugby for eight weeks. Uh, and then he's had two half games for us at Canterbury over the last couple of weeks. So you know, we're probably 11 to 12 weeks deep now that he's only played one full game of rugby, if you look at it at that point. So yeah, I'd probably be inclined, as, you know, as I hate to say it, because I'd love to see him play more and more rugby, but perhaps it's back for us at Canterbury for a while to, to get a bit more confidence and know what's going on. Um, but, uh, yeah, maybe it is Geordie in it at, um, at 12 and, and crank things up a bit or we'll just play real caution to the wind and, and mix things up. Maybe it's a, a real crazy thing to to even run Richie out at 12 and, and Bowden in at 10 or something like that to see what happens and uh, and really change the game. But, yeah, I, I suspect that we won't see Havili back for a couple of weeks. He'll have a ten, at least a 10-day stand-down due to that head knock anyway. Um, and that's to say if, if he's not having any uh, concussion symptoms. So, yeah, there, there's definitely some changes coming in that midfield. Yeah, absolutely. It will be fascinating to see what that looks like and whether it is Roger Tuivasa-Sheik, whether he does get uh, the nod to get in there. It's, you know, we talk about time running out for, for World Cup places. He, he probably is, is itching to get out there and, and have a crack. But but we talk World Cup and, and we've actually got Women's World Cup. It's coming up quick. It is just around the corner. The squad named last week. What, what did you make of it, Brendan? Was there, were there surprises in there for you? Uh, no, I don't think there was really. I think the girls have been working really hard. They've had a group of group of girls who've been you know, <clears throat> working hard for quite a while now. Um, you know, obviously Wayne Smith and the coaching crew um, have uh, taken over and, and they've tweaked a few things. So I went and watched the test match here against Australia, and it was a fantastic effort for the girls. They played really, really well. Um, Aussie probably got a bit of a shock as to how good they did play. Mm. Um, but then once again, when they went back and, and played in Australia, it just shows you a week to uh, a big thing. And, and the Aussies played extremely well as uh, and, and got back into the test match. So <clears throat> I think the World Cup's going to be really exciting, isn't it? Um, you know, teams from all over the world. We've got the England team that's <clears throat> probably one of the favourites. And um, and the thing is, we've got them on our home turf, which is just great for for the Black Ferns, who who will just be champing at the bit to have. Um, family, friends all sitting in the stand and and I hope uh, I really do hope New Zealand get out there and, and get behind the girls and, and give them heaps of bums on seats and, and enjoy um, what will be some, some really cool rugby to watch and uh, it's just fantastic we've got the opportunity to, to host it here in New Zealand 
Yeah, absolutely. And it's a, it's a massive experience for, for those women involved as well. Such a, such a special time to get to play a Home World Cup. So I couldn't agree more that I hope people turn out and support them and, and get right in behind them. But, but George, you, you see a lot of the, you see a lot of the rugby that gets played. You see a lot of the Farah Palmer Cup. Are you, are you thrilled to see so many Cantabs in that side? And, and could we have perhaps had, had another one in there as well? Yeah, I think in full respect to Wayne and um, and Crono and everyone else that's, that's coaching in there as well, I think they've got a clear remit as about this World Cup and to win this World Cup or do the, you know to make the top four of this World Cup and uh, you know really restore some pride, I guess, in that Blackferns jumper. Had they looked further ahead, you might have seen someone like Grace Steinmetz uh, get the nod. You know, she only debuted a couple of weeks ago, but I think she's very much a, a longer-term project and someone like Portia Woodman and, and a couple of those other sevens uh, sisters that have come back and sort of put their hand up for it have probably bumped her out. Another one would be someone like Sarah Hidani out of Manawatu, obviously the captain of the, the sevens team as well. You know, is she a longer-term prospect? Absolutely not, but she's got a lot of mana and a lot of culture about her and, and will really help drive those things within the team. So I think from that perspective, potentially we've got the balance right of the squad looking at it purely for this World Cup, but absolutely moving forward, uh, you know, would have loved to see a few more there. The other one I feel really uh, sad for is, is Grace Brooker. You know, she's an outstanding player, an outstanding human, and she's just unfortunately still on the injury shelf at the moment. But even seeing her again the other day come out of the gym and she's really changed shape this year, uh, put a lot of effort and Obviously, her knee's been pretty crook uh, with having surgery on that end of year tour last year and but she's you know put a lot of work into her upper body and yeah she's uh she's going to be a heck of a player when she returns to field two and hopefully obviously in club rugby uh out there at uh, lincoln next year and then um come through the back through the canterbury fpc system but you know they'll, they'll be amongst the uh the blackfern squad going forward for a long time i'm sure um but obviously just missing out this time around for this world cup yeah, well, I would love love to see her back in the mix. It was good to see her up and, and supporting the Canterbury girls at the, the Farah Palmer Cup final. And, yeah, can't wait to see her get back on the footy field. But for now, the, the World Cup squad has been picked. Uh, it looks a, it looks an exciting one for me. I like the brand of rugby that's getting played. The Farah Palmer Cup was exciting. Always good as well when the Cantabs win that one yet again. But thanks so much to you both uh, for for all the rugby chat this morning. We could we could go on forever, and I'm sure we could solve all the problems in the world. But thanks so much for your time this morning, George and Brendan. And that's us done for another morning here at the Enterprise Canterbury Sports Corner. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have and we'll be back same time, same place next Saturday morning. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.